It's another Thursday, but it's not just any Thursday. It's Thursday, November 12th, 2020, and just in time for the latest Charlottesville Community Engagement newscast and newsletter. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, for another quick summary of what's happening and what's happened. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is from a supporter who wants you to consider a donation for Monica Johnson, a pro-strongwoman who will be competing in a charity powerlifting event on November 21st called Make Every Rep Count. Gregory Carey Medlock is donating 30 cents for every pound that Monica squats to the Blue Ridge Area Food Bank. You can choose between three other charities. Learn more at Shenandoah Power. Sponsors are accepted through November 14th. Today marks eight months since Governor Ralph Northam declared a state of emergency due to the novel coronavirus, and localities soon followed suit. The seven-day average for positive COVID-19 tests has jumped to 6.5% today, up from 6.2% yesterday. That number was 4.5% on October 12th. The Virginia Department of Health reports another 1,521 cases of COVID-19 in the Commonwealth today, bringing the seven-day daily average to 1,546. There have been another 17 deaths reported in the last day, bringing the total to 3,758. There has been another death in the Blue Ridge Health District, bringing the total to 79. The deceased is a resident of Albemarle County. Since the pandemic began, all of the fatalities have been of people over the age of 50. There are another 28 cases in the district, and the seven-day daily average is now 27. Today's total consists of 16 from Charlottesville, 7 from Albemarle, 4 from Green, and 1 from Fluvanna. Since the pandemic began, there have been a total of 4,761 cases in the district. Of those, nearly 45% have been in people between the ages of 10 and 30. People over the age of 80 have made up 5.1% of cases, but 59.5% of all fatalities. Looking at southwest Virginia, cases have been increasing in VDH's far southwest region for 52 days, and the percent positivity is 13.7%. Outbreaks in congregate centers there are also increasing. The percent positivity rate in the near southwest region is 5.9%, and the number of cases has been increasing for 20 days. Percent positivity in the eastern region is 5.6%, 5.9% in the central region, and 6.7% in the northern region. Albemarle and Charlottesville are within the northwest region, where cases have been increasing for 21 days, and the percent positivity is 5.3%. Several inches of rain have fallen on the area within the past day, and the National Weather Service depicts the North Fork of the Rivanna River near Earliesville above flood stage this morning, with a projected crest of 17.48 feet. Flood stage is 14 feet. The James River is expected to crest at 20.7 feet sometime early tomorrow morning, with flood stage considered at 20 feet. The town of Scottsville announced on their Twitter feed this morning that flood control pumping is underway and that people should use caution if going to view the river. Parents and guardians of students in Charlottesville City Schools have until tomorrow to tell school officials whether they plan to return to in-person instruction or remain online only. The city school board has not yet made a final decision for how to proceed in January and February, but there is a plan. Here is school spokeswoman Chrissy Vick in a video about the Return to Learn plan. For students in pre-K through 6th grade, we would offer four days a week in person and with Fridays like they are now. 
For students at Buford CHS and Lugo McGinnis, the in-person option would be two days a week at school and three days virtual. All students will be required to comply with a safety plan and would be asked to quarantine if there was a case in their classroom. The learning intent form also requests whether the pupils will need bus service and states that such service will be extremely limited. More information is available on the school's Return to Learn website. Albemarle County moved to a hybrid in-person model this week, but all school buildings are closed today due to the flooding concerns. The school board meets at 6.30 p.m. and will get a COVID-19 update from Superintendent Matt Haas. The presentation included in the packet cites low positive percentivity and a 14-day trend of decreasing caseloads in the district. Other items on the agenda include approval of the design for the Boys and Girls Club facility planned for the Lambs Lane campus and an update on implementation of the division's anti-racism policy. On the consent agenda, they will also approve schematic design for High School Center 2, for which funds have not yet been appropriated. Schools in Greene County are also closed today. Today at noon, the Central Virginia Regional Housing Partnership will unveil a new online portal intended to connect people who are looking for housing units whose costs are partially covered with a subsidy or otherwise made affordable. Chip Boyles is the executive director of the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission, which runs the housing partnership. The goal started out to be to help both families and property owners search for and market affordable housing. And then the pandemic hit, and we determined that there was a much more immediate need to pursue assistance for rental housing knowing that a lot of people may be relocating because of negative effects of the pandemic. Boyle said the project will concentrate on rental housing at first, but will eventually add for sale units. Even at the regional level, there are very few for sale products in the inventory. And so having a search tool with only a very limited number of products out there is not going to benefit very many people. Boyle said the regional housing locator will likely soon include Augusta County because of the large number of people who work in the Charlottesville area but reside in that community. Register for the event in order to attend. Today in meetings, there's an awful lot going on today, but we'll focus on the top one first. Charlottesville City Council meets at 6 p.m. for a work session on the Capital Improvement Program. That's the separate budget that lays out what big projects the city is going to work on in the next five years. The agenda for the meeting states that they will discuss the idea of adding additional floors to a future municipal parking garage, whether to spend money to improve access to the Dogwood Memorial in McIntyre Park, and funding improvements that would address traffic safety on 5th Street. A petition calling for the latter now has 1,374 signatures as of this recording. The main thrust of the meeting is a discussion of current debt and whether taxes may have to be increased to pay for future capital projects. A chart in the presentation projects increased spending on debt service in the next few years. Around $10.6 million is expected to be spent on debt service in the current fiscal year, but that is expected to be over $15 million by fiscal year 2027 as the city floats more bonds to pay for these capital projects. Of concern is whether the city can continue to keep its AAA bond rating, which keeps interest payments lower. 
The current draft of an affordable housing plan created as part of the Seville Plans Together initiative calls for $10 million a year in funding to increase the number of below-market units in the city. Other questions include if the city wants to proceed with a long-planned project to reconfigure city schools and how it should proceed with future phases of the West Main streetscape. In other meetings, the Crozet Community Advisory Committee meets virtually at 7 and will review community input to date on the Crozet Master Plan update. They will also look at a future land use map that seeks to guide the direction of growth in the unincorporated designated growth area. The Albemarle Solid Waste Alternatives Advisory Committee meets at 4. On the agenda is a presentation from Patrick McDonald of Sonoco Recycling. Are you interested in the idea of a pedestrian bridge to connect eastern Charlottesville with the Pantops area of Albemarle County? The TJPDC holds a meeting to demonstrate a feasibility study for two options. One would cost $11.3 million, while the other would cost $15.3 million. Neither the Board of Supervisors in Albemarle or Charlottesville City Council have discussed such a project in public, though the two communities did participate in a 2014 study that the TJPDC conducted that looked at alternatives to relieve congestion on Freebridge. The Charlottesville Police Civilian Review Board meets at 6.30 p.m. and gets a review from Delegate Sally Hudson on legislation on civilian oversight that passed the recently concluded special session. The Charlottesville Community Development Block Grant Task Force meets at 3.30 p.m., and the Louisa County Planning Commission meets at 7 p.m. in person at the Louisa County Office Building. You can get the information on all of those meetings in the newsletter. And that's it for this installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. If you have enjoyed this program, do consider finding some way to support it. That can be financial, but it can also be telling somebody about it. There's a lot of information in these programs that I think the greater public would do well to listen to so they can be informed on what's going on in this community of ours at this time of the pandemic. We'll be back tomorrow with another installment of the program. In the meantime, stay dry and stay safe.